0: what's up everybody it's your boy samir azizi a double z i hope you all doing great everyone's having a good time everyone having a good uh time of the day whenever you're listening it i never, however and uh, so on and so forth uh azizi podcast in the house in the in the house azizi podcast in the house And uh, don't forget, of course, to subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, subscribe to my YouTube channel. All right. Oh, yeah. Please leave a five-star review and actually type something beautiful about me. That would be greatly appreciated and stroke my ego a lot. But mostly it will help other people to make their judgment about this podcast that is still trying to find its footing after a year and a half or even more. But... You know, that's what's great about it. The journey is amazing to see how we are developing. This is just great. Anyways, it's been a tough week. the boxer that i was helping to promote you know via my interviews via clips on youtube and uh, you know uh, helping to promote for with the tom Loffler, uh serhii balochak uh, did not win his uh, last fight last thursday and uh, you know that's um that's very devastating that's very sad and uh, you know it's basically it, you know, it's it's but it's something for me and I already, you know, I know that sir, he's going to be back. He's he's a great fighter. I already talked to him and he said like, I'm like, hey, w- w- you know, so how are you doing? What's uh, what's on the agenda? He's like, yeah, just gonna, you know, see see the doctor just to make sure that everything's fine. And then I'm back to training. I'm going to be back to training. He's back training, ladies and gentlemen. So he knows uh, he needs to do what he needs to do. His mentality is still there. Uh, so I'm I'm hopeful for Serhii Bochchuk I'm not worried about him if anything you know c- because I, I was reflecting about you know the loss because being on the winning side for the you know most part of my boxing journey uh, being you know following a lot uh, uh Triple G for example and 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 working for him as well it's it's just like it's another perception now being on the, on the other end of the stick and, and I feel like this is I think It might be in my very weird and uh, random boxing journey. It's might be actually the most important lesson that I've learned last Thursday. And it's pretty much the fact that, hey, sometimes these things happen. And that's why it's a sport, because sport is about losers and winners. So, um, yeah, you know, so and and it was weird because it's not just Serhi who didn't get the win. But it's also you know us, right? It's, it's 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 so it's it was interesting feeling, you know. It, it was interesting to be on that side where you can like go through Twitter and you can see you can see all those things. I'm not gonna get dive into like people or whatever, but it's just like oh, okay, they're speaking about us, you know. Some people are happy, some people are expressing, you know, their uh, concern and all that. So, but it was like oh, okay, so that's that's how it feels, you know. And and I'm not trying to claim that, you know. I'm having the same sway or, you know, whatever, Serhi or Tom Loeffler. But I was, you know, I was very involved and I do feel uh, bad about it. But but in the same way, I was like, this is a necessary evil. This is something that I have to feel to truly understand what boxing is about. And not just what boxing is about from the sports perspective or from the health perspective, but also what boxing is about um, from the promotional perspective, from... uh, from business perspective, right? What is this? Why are we here? How are we making money here? That was my main question in boxing in general. You know, I'm, I never claim to be some hardcore boxing junkie, but I am a hardcore boxing or hardcore box. Well, how do you say? Hardcore business person, right? I want to see how the sausage is made. I want to see what's behind the scenes. I want to see how it's done. And, you know, thanks for, thanks to Tom Loeffler who sort of, took me under his wing and and, uh, trusted me, and he showed me, you know, behind the scenes, he showed me um, how he operates, right, because he showed me, like, what he does. That was very educational, and I will be forever grateful to him, and I hope we'll uh, do this again, but I I learned so much uh, over this, I would say, since 2018, uh, when this journey started. But overall, it's it's you know it's it's also the opportunity he he opened the door for me to, to speak to Manny Robles for an extensive period of time to speak to Sir Hibaldchuk and you know and and of course you know access to uh, Team Triple G and all but it's it, overall you know I was trying to bring as much value as possible and I hope I I uh, definitely like I hope I you know succeeded at that but it's it was definitely like a great journey and. Uh, a lot of lessons were learned, and and I also learned about uh, the ratings. I learned about production, a lot of you know promotion, um, sponsorships. Like this is basically like an MBA class, like an MBA internship, pretty much. So that was that was pretty awesome, <clears throat> and I hope we can you know do this more, and I hope we can do this better, and uh, yeah. So I'm excited about what's to come. But also another highlight of this whole thing is that of course. You know, the thing that I've practiced a lot is, is just scheduling some meetings, you know, talking to journalists a lot. A lot of people know me as a translator, but, you know, it was fun to actually operate with uh, with the media. So it's something that is, it's, it's, it's fun to talk to people from different parts of the world who are also passionate about boxing. Um, and of course, one of the highlights, of course, was like getting a FaceTime call from Sean Porter. And he's he's a guy that I really respect because uh, for a boxer to be able to at the same time dedicate his time to being an on-camera talent to being a commentator, it's it takes a lot because I know how difficult it is to operate the whole thing, and I know you know he has a great team around him, but at the same time being the top-tier boxer and doing these great things on TV, that takes a lot. So I really respect him for that, and uh, yeah, he just. Uh, over the weekend, Facetime he's just to make sure that we can like set something up with Serhi and all of that. So we've we've done that, and uh, you can see uh, the video on on his YouTube channel, the Porterway Podcast. Uh, I was assisting there as well, but it was it was pretty cool. I I, I loved it, and um, I I don't know. It's it it was a great experience, and of course, I'd like to give a shout out to Ring City USA uh, because I do see in real time how they are developing and they're growing rapidly starting from their numbers that i'm seeing like i was seeing live on twitch that just you know increased by multiple uh coffee coefficient coefficient i think 10x or 20x viewership but also their production quality the vast vast improvement from the previous times which also was good but also the lighting the and of course the marketing the marketing of ring city the um the graphic design it was it was very well done very on brand um you know it started with just like i think a po- poster and some phones at the beginning but now uh, i was able to see like everything from the instagram posts, which were beautifully designed to um to the videos you know shout out to kuran batia for production for his production for his interviews was really great uh and for his um hosting the event as well um Yeah, I mean, I feel like this—they are—they're creating a very well packaged product, you know, with with the with their marketing, with their production, uh, with their Twitch-oriented stream. It was pretty cool to see Twitch, uh, the whole Twitch thing, because if you're on Twitch and you're watching them do it, you can actually—you could have seen them doing like everything behind the scene. Like you could have seen them uh, practicing, you could have seen like behind the scenes and all of that. So it was pretty awesome. It was it was a point when Koran was like trying, he was uh, uh, practicing uh, or like training. How do you say it? Rehearsing, rehearsing the the questions and all of that. So it's like it's a great insight on how the, everything works and it's just so fascinating. But overall, shout out to Ring City USA for being a constant improvement and good for NBC Sports for. Uh, providing a platform to them because I feel like they're definitely going far uh, with uh, with what they have in store. But um, yeah, overall, great, great thing. I mean, if only it would be great if we just came out of that victorious, then I would probably give shout outs twice as much. It's, it's, but it's that's the thing, you know, when you're on the losing end, it's just like you can't, it's an int- it's, it's a very interesting feeling. It's, it's not often that I lose, Knock knock on wood. Um, but maybe it's a problem, like, I should lose more, because I need to go through that, I need to see, and then I need to, like, get, like get up from that and go further, but it's, like, it's it's all of a sudden, you, you observe yourself, right, you observe how you feel, you don't want to talk to people, I barely respond to people's text messages, because I just can't, I can't type, like, oh, it's okay, thank you, like, uh, I just can't, it's just, you just don't want to text to anyone, but you have to, you have to, you know, because, I mean... And by the way, not a lot of people texted, but still, it's uh, it's nice that they do. But somehow, like you're just despising that for some reason. I don't know why, uh, because they are friends. They are people that I'm very good friends with, and all that. But you just like you just can't. You just can't. Um, I don't know. You. It's it's just it's just that weird feeling. But I guess it is. It just comes with the territory, and this is where you have to you know just be professional. That's the only thing that I um that i can say is that in in either way you have to be professional um serhii Bauchak, uh, the first thing he done he he's st- he thanked his fans uh he congratulated brandon Adams, you know and i'm and i'm sure it was hard but this is what professionals do and uh you know getting back how do you say in boxing drawing board and and yada yada but the f- the fact that i called serhii and it's like i'm going back to training i know what i'm doing i'm going to reassess everything and i'm training like as soon as possible so, it's not, he's not, like, there somewhere, like, uh, trying to, like, gather up his thoughts. Nah, he, is, he, is, he knows what he needs to do. But anyway, so that that was, overall, that was a pretty cool experience. Um, and also, I was able to test a lot of things on my YouTube channel. I don't know if I told you guys last time. Yeah, I think last time we recorded a podcast, um, I was, like, very, like, I was, like, 20, um, 20 subscribers away from from a thousand, right? And I already had over 4,000 hours and all that. So basically very close to monetization. So uh, it was fun. Like, you know, when the monetization was available, I turned it on for, I think for some of the video, oh, it was like Shafkat Rahimov and uh, Caleb Plant, I think. No, no, Shafkat Rahimov for sure. And then Kanat Islam uh, as well. And uh, yeah, so I started like getting a little bit of ad revenue and basically it amounted to 5 cents. I'm like, oh, okay. That's how it. So this is what it is, right? So I was like, okay, that's um, that's not too much. You, you don't make money on YouTube, that's for sure. Like unless you're doing this, like unless you're doing something really, really um valuable on YouTube, right? To to get that um audience. But you know, I wasn't. I don't know. For me, it's it's funny because when I received that five cents, I didn't receive it. It just shows it like yo, like you you have five cents. I was actually pretty happy. I was stoked. I'm like, I just freaking created five cents out of pure air by just doing what I love. Can you imagine? Can you imagine you're just doing your thing? You're just enjoying yourself and all of a sudden that in, that joy creates money. That's, I don't know. That's like, um, I've had that thing once. Anyways, not going to (laughs) like go into detail, but yeah, it's just so joyful to have money created out of your joy, out of your, out of the love that you, for something that you do, because I am enjoying doing the YouTube channel. I am enjoying doing the podcast and all of a sudden boom, there's like, oh, here's five cents out of sheer air because people just watched your thing. Uh, so, I got excited. So, it's it's like, all right, I'm going to post it to uh, to my Instagram, right? So, I screen- I screenshotted that five-cent revenue, the projected five-cent or whatever, and I posted it in, uh, to my Instagram. Uh, by the way, follow me uh, on Instagram, at z a d o u b l e z i, and same for everything else, uh, for any other social networking, including Clubhouse. Oh, by the way, let's talk about Clubhouse. I'm going to write this down right now. Um so yeah, I posted that, and it's funny, because because I, I forgot to reflect on that, how it looks from the outside, because I was excited, you know, I was like, but I, I, and I mean, I, I knew it's only 5 cents, so I was like, balling, but like, it was interesting to see people kind of looked at me, or like, commented, or, you know, didn't react, but like, mostly like, oh, like, I don't know, like, took pity a little bit, like, it was some some weird thing. Uh, it's like, what, why do you even do it? Like, I think even my, my parents or someone, someone, I don't know. I I don't remember this, but it's just like, no one was really like excited, but because they don't know, they don't know that it's not just like five cents for, for work. It's just, I'm doing, I'm just doing what I'm always doing since like June, 2019, but now there's five cents anyways. Um. Uh, so it's, but one friend actually was so happy for me, or at least, I mean, wasn't so happy. He was a Russian, he's Russian friends. So we don't express happiness. It's just like, it's, it's approval, right? So he's like, oh, that's awesome. You know? And I, I was just trying to kind of like, just, yeah, you know, didn't really, I didn't, I don't brag about it, but I was just th- saying what other people think. And he was like, that's pretty cool because that's actually proving a concept. You know, you've done it. You actually made money on something that you love. So the proof is, of concept is there. And I was like, Yura, his name's Yura. I'm like, that's why you're my friend, man. That's why I hang out with you because you understand what I'm thinking. The concept is there. The concept is there. It's just it works, and all you need to do is just to scale. And again, I'm not doing any, gonna do any promises or anything. I'm just saying it's really interesting, and uh, there's an interesting sy- systems behind it, how you can develop it. But um, you know, it's just. Um, I don't know, I was happy when he said it. You know, I was happy because he understood that. So it meant it meant that some people actually understand what it's what it is about. But honestly, it sounds like I'm thinking about what other people think. But I'm not thinking I'm just t- taking mental notes because overall what matters is what I think. So right now I'm at three point five dollars, uh, which is like two weeks later, by doing exactly the same thing. So imagine I'm not even gonna calculate how many how much how many percentages increase I from 5% go to $3.5 that's actually pretty significant, even though on the surface it's not, but like calculate the percentage increase of the revenue growth, right? From 5 cents to $3.5. Just, you know, I'm not going to calculate it for you, but if you're still listening, take your calculator and calculate the percentage increase and you understand what scaling really is. Now take that percentage and apply it to $3.5 and then what you got from that, from the result, right? With that, like multiple, multiple, do it again and again. Compound, compound, compound. And this is where you takes, where you get scaling, right? So, I don't know. It's pretty exciting. I'm patting myself on the on the shoulder uh, because the concept is there for sure, and it's pretty cool. And again, we're talking about ad, ad advertisements on on YouTube. Um, so, but what else I've learned about advertising on YouTube, right? is that, and it's kind of along the line what I'm doing for my day job. It's about, you know, cost per click or cost per view or, you know, cost per mile and all of that. So basically, so I'm driving a lot of subscription right now. And uh, uh, I guess ad viewers from Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Tajikistan, and all the stands and USSR former countries, right? Russian speaking countries. So what I'm doing is I'm, I'm basically calling fights I'm calling fights and talking about fights and and people really love it. They subscribe, they watch, they actually, they're not just like checking it out. They're retaining, you know, they're, they love what I do. So, which is also pretty cool, but I can see their retention, you know, and they're retaining for quite some time um, to actually watch what I do. And they come back and they say, hi, you know, and and they ask me not to go away, you know, like keep streaming. So it's, it's fun. It's cool. It's working. Right. But what I'm noticing is like (laughs) I get thousands of views, thousands of views. But then I check the revenue, and it's just pennies. It's pennies on the dollar, pennies on the dollar. So uh, um, I was like, "Wow, okay, that's." Uh, I don't know why I said on the dollar. I'm like, "There's no investment there," but it's on the on the minute. I said, um, "Sorry, there's people tweeting at me because I'm so famous." <sighs> Kidding. Um, but I was like, "What's happening here?" And then I, and then I have a podcast with Michelle Joy Phelps which is a great on-camera talent, she's a great journalist, she's a great person in general, so shout out to Michelle Joy Phelps, she was my podcast episode number 50, check it out. But I have clips with her, I have a podcast, and then I see uh, her uh, videos, my videos with her are getting traction, right? Um, and I'm seeing the statistics, and her videos are being watched uh, by, in, by large from uh, in the United Kingdom. And so, I see that 80 views of a little clip with Michelle Joy Phelps generate as much revenue as 500 views as my fight comment, um, commentary about Shavkat Rahimov fight, right, in Russian. So, 80 versus 500. Uh, that's how much sway Michelle Joy Phelps has. And that's how much, well, mostly it's, it's, yes, of course, it's because, you know, people are interested in what Michelle Joy Phelps has to say but also it's what kind of people, right? Where in the location. So in, it depends, you know, the cost per view, cost per click and all of that, it depends on where people are watching. So basically I'm getting more money theoretically from people who are watching in the economically developed country, first world countries such as United States and England, England, France, uh, you know, Europe and all of that, but mostly United States, Canada and uh, England and France, I would say. So I'm getting more money from ads there because people have more economic power, purchasing power in those countries than in Kazakhstan or Russia or Tajikistan or any country that has less economic power. So people who will advertise to people uh, to like brands who will advertise for geos, for geographies in countries with less purchasing power uh, per dollar, let's say gives me less revenue. So that's like a huge eye opener. And again, like I knew that before I understood that, but when you actually have your own numbers, your own statistic that you look at and you actually see how the sausage is made and all of that, you're like, Oh, okay. Okay. I understand what it is. And all of a sudden, it's funny because I have the incentives, right? I'm like, well, hold on a second. Like, I'm doing this in in Russian, and I'm and I'm doing, I'm basically contributing, and I'm spending so much energy, which is again, it's it's fun, right? I like it, but I'm also speaking English. Like, I'm doing this podcast in English, and I listen back to myself, and I'm thinking, like, how bearable am I to to talk, right? Especially if it's a solo podcast. And by the way, let me know, you guys, if you're listening, like. Let me know if you're like, you can listen to this for like hours, um, live, right? But I'm like, I can do the same thing in English, potentially. I think so. I have a lot of parasite words like like and um and you know. You know and like is like my biggest freaking enemies. You know and like. I don't know how to get rid of them. If you know how to get rid of likes and you knows, please <laughs> let me know. Uh, because I always wanted to speak articulate and I feel like I. I sometimes get to the point, like, I, I sometimes get it, sometimes not. depends on the subject that I'm talking about. I, I realize that, you know, if, if I'm really knowledgeable and passionate about something and I really have my thought constructed in my head and I can spit it out really quickly. But I notice when I'm speaking in English, I, I there's a process in my head where I, like, and it's really quick, it's like half a second, but I still notice it. I develop a word in my head, like, consciously, and then I say it, Right? Versus like in Russian, it's just brrrr. In English, it's still the same brrrr, but it's like with a half a second delay, a little bit. Like there's a, not a half, like even less than half a second, that there's like a lat- latency. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I don't know. It's not that serious, but still, like I'm very, I'm much better in, in Russian as a, as a speaker than English. Although I'd, I'd love to believe that English is not that bad either. Anyways, point is, if I'll do this in English, I'll get more ad money. Right, so, um, so yeah. So the point is, is that okay? So I don't want to like um, drop my Russian content because with Russian content, I have volumes of people following me. With my English uh, content, and again, volumes of people. I can say this because I'm so amazing, but honestly, it's because the the the, um, the creative niche in the Russian speaking communities is really untapped. I mean, there's a lot of creators, but there's not too many people who are ready to get in front of the camera or in front of the mic and talk 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 and just but not just talking right you have to like be entertaining you have to think on the spot and i'm really good at thinking on the spot i'm really good at like talking non-stop but also like developing some sort of co- coherent thoughts and uh, and being very articulate with my speech and being very uh, open with it you know i don't know how to say it, it sounds like i'm bragging but i'm literally after hours and hours and hours of conversations and listening back and checking the competition and all of that, I can totally see that I have edge in Russian, right? But I might have the same edge in English because, okay, again, after 10 years or 11 years in this inter- in this environment of English speaking, I can understand that I have edge against a lot of people uh, in terms of how I speak as well. But the thing is, I don't know, I've never tested it yet. I've never did it. So um, there is a potential there to do content in English and, and and go do again doing live streams and all of that and see how this is gonna affect the ad revenue. And so this is where actually I'm also noticing a conflict, right? Not a conflict, but um, ethic, ethical, ethics come in play. Remember, well, you guys probably don't remember because I uh, did that in Russian. My very, my very first episode, my very first episode, I was like, the only one rule of this podcast is that I am doing this to have fun. I'm not doing this as a minuscule job like that I need to do or whatever just so that it keeps going. I'm just enjoying myself and I'm absolutely not boxing myself in any sort of frames. But here, you know, it's funny. There's money in play. And again, when you say money, like, right now I'm talking one cents per video, two cents. So it's 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 a game, right? It's an imaginary number. In my mind, I'm just adding uh, six zeros under each uh the right of each cent number whatever so that it's exciting because that's how i see those numbers for me personally even though no one else sees it but here's where the ethics come in play right it's just oh so now i am being incentivized by monetary rewards and all of a sudden my brain is working my gears are spinning what else can i do how can i get more views should I get the viral videos? How can I make viral videos? I need a million bucks. And even if I'll get a million bucks, uh, I mean, excuse me, well, yeah, a million bucks too, but a million views, it's, it's honestly like, it's nothing. Like you'll get a thousand bucks. Imagine a million people watched your thing and you just get a thousand bucks. So, I mean, with the stats that I'm seeing right now, it might be better for like better quality videos or so whatever, but you really have to make it on YouTube to make money right so it's it's mostly like sponsorships i think where it's at or merch or something but if you really want to get ads uh dollars like you have to do something interesting you know you have to be something like so and it's fine you know it's a good challenge and i'm not saying like this i'm like something like i'm betting a house on this but it's a it's a fun challenge and at the end of the day if i'm get if i can get myself a pizza at the end of the month with the with the fact that i'm just enjoying myself that's that's also cool but um What's funny is just like now I'm incentivized by monetary rewards and I'm thinking about not to how to make, how to have fun, but how to actually get a lot of views. And I'm laughing at myself because you're, like, I'm ridiculous in that. Like, what the the hell? Like, come on. Um, This is kind of, I don't know. That's not the philosophy of this podcast, but I am a human being, right? And I'm driving, it's like Charlie Munger said, you know, if you can work on incentives, Or if you can make your employee work on incentives, you know, don't work on anything else or something like that. So, it's just incentives matter. And monetary incentive is is pretty good, right? But it goes into conflict with uh, my happiness incentive. So, now there's a dilemma. Should I just go look for hype? Again, I have no idea. I haven't even looked into it. Uh, Or should I just keep going, keep doing what I do, like, which is everything, like, I can do a podcast about anything. I can do a video about anything. I can talk to anyone from any industry. Um, and that should be fine, right? And and hopefully someone will find the same, you know, whatever interest. And, and they, will, they will watch and all that. So, you know, who knows? But that's what's happening right now with uh, with the YouTube channel. So, in case you were wondering. And again, don't forget to subscribe. Like all my videos. Watch all the ads. Don't skip them. <laughs> oh man oh man it's so easy to become a sellout it's so easy that's i think that's my point that's my point as soon as money comes in play that's what i'm like getting like oh like i'm I'm feeling this v- weird vibrations in my brain like oh money 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 but then again it's fun for the beginning but imagine you have to do some stupid in like stupid videos just so you can get views and then you just find yourself in that, like, oh, I have to do it because otherwise no one's going to watch. That's what Gary Vee always say, like, always just, just do what you do. Don't look at the views, don't look at anything, enjoy life. And that's what the philosophy of my podcast. But I guess what I'm saying is it's just interesting that it's not something you're just decisively, like, I'm going to do stupid videos to get more views. It's just, like, in your brain, a trigger. It's like, I got to get more views so that I can get more money, so, like, you know, whatever. And it's, like, it's it's involuntary feeling. But... That's where I guess the thing is, is that that's what I need to subside. That's what I need to fight because it's it's a, it's a short term, it's a short term gain, gain, you know. And uh, I'm playing long term gain, for long term happiness. Whoo, philosophy, everybody. Um, but yeah, but yeah. I mean, let me know what you think. Like, if you're listening to this, like, shoot me a message, like a text message. Uh, Instagram text Instagram whatever DM or mm, tag me on Twitter or DM me on Twitter you can DM me everywhere or my email you know whatever so so that's that um, just want to also quickly over the last because I don't think I I think I haven't been oh another thing I want to talk about Fifty Cent but yeah I'll I'll talk about Fifty Cent for a second I'm really listening to his book Hustle Smarter Hustle Harder or vice versa something like that. Um, and again, like people ridicule me for listening to fifty cent because I mean what does he know? He's just a rapper, but uh, I've been following fifty cent and was a huge fan of fifty cents ever since in the club dropped in two thousand two two thousand three I was eleven or ten or twelve i haven't I did not understand what is he saying English or whatever. I just felt his energy, and if a kid in Kazakhstan in two thousand three is is your biggest fan you're doing something right as an artist right so I, I remember I had I had a gigantic poster with him and Eminem in my in, in my room so I was really into him I was buying all his albums and all of that. And I'm still a fan and because he talks about it, you know, he understands that his audience is growing and, and, and all of that. So he always developing and, and, and mastering his abilities and he's venturing out in new opportunities. And now he is, uh, he's, uh, he has his brands, his alcohol brands. He has his clothing line at some point or his brand. He was like associating his brand with it. Um, and of course, he's a movie mogul. He does movies. He does acting. He does TV shows, you know, Power to uh, for Life uh black mafia family is, is gonna drop soon but um anyway so i respect him and a lot of people um prefer sort of you know not acknowledge that but i respect a lot of what he does because he is the underdog for the in- entire life i'm not even talking about being shot and all of that because that was been that's been there as well but he is just keeps hustling that's the thing even when he reaches his success he just keeps hustling, and that's pretty awesome. Like, I respect that a lot. But I dig- digress. Check out his book. I mean, it's it's an inter- it's an interesting read. It's it's sort of like a self help book, to be honest. But it's just nice because I'm listening audiobook, right? I'm listening Fifty Cents audiobook, and when you hear Fifty Cents talk to you for six hours or eight hours, and he talks about his journey and he 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 gives you advice and all of that, it's it's I don't know. It's a pretty effective. Like, I'm I'm into this. I'm I'm a sucker for like. I don't know for 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 you know for some hardcore industry uh, uh, people to just like share their experience and like giving you advice like I I take it I don't I don't care I'm into self help books so I'll just say it out loud like I don't like any fiction I like people I like successful people telling giving their story telling their stories and giving their advice doesn't mean that I'm gonna take their advice but I want to listen to that for sure. Anyways, why I'm talking about 50 Cents though, he's, he's talking about Mayweather and his friendship with them and all of that, but it's just, he's mentioning his boxing promotion, that's what he's saying, I just listened to it this morning, he's like, boxing promotion is the most, because he was in boxing as well, he likes boxing and he's he's dipped his toes in, in the boxing as well as a promoter, and he's he says boxing promotion is the most cutthroat um, industry in the world, even more cut, cutthroat industry than the hip hop. Because there's a lot of things that you have to navigate. There's a lot of details and all of that. And uh and I was like, damn fifty, you're right. 'Cause I uh I only saw that I don't want to say like I was like seen, but I've been on the surface, you know. I, I understand I start to understand certain things and I s and after yesterday or Thursday uh fight with Rain City, right? I just like oh I get it, I get it it's not that hard it's not excuse me it's not that easy it's not that simple it's not that simple you know you're you're betting a lot on that in, in on one thing and and you're doing so much job so much work and it can it can like it can derail at some point you know so so, yeah, so you have to really, but a lot of that as well, I'm understanding is about relationships. It's not just, you know, a boxer needs to win, but it's also a boxer's team and who exactly is on the team, who can make things happen, you know? So, yeah, um, that's what I wanted to say about 50 Cent. I had a little note about 50 Cent. That's why I just wanted to bring it up. Check out his book. But I was like so resonating with that, like especially after uh, the day before yesterday, I was like, damn, he's right. He's right. It's not easy. And I've, I've read, I've read uh, articles about boxing promotion uh, as well. It's like there's one thing was like if you want to be a boxing promoter, you know, it's it's cheaper just to buy front row seats, tickets and and sit in front of the fight if you want to do that. Anyways, people, basically the point is boxing promoting is very hard and you have to really know your craft when you do that. And that's why I'm so fortunate to uh, be friends with Tom Loeffler because I see how he works and he operates as a true professional. All right, Um, Clubhouse, yo. Uh, Yeah, so this app, Clubhouse, for the past, I think, three weeks I've been using. I was checking it out. I don't know. I I just want to kind of like give it a shout out. Let me know what you think about Clubhouse. So far, I think it's good, but I already see how Twitter making their own Clubhouse version of it. Um, And I don't know. It's fun to be on Clubhouse, but I kind of burned down at it after two weeks. I just, uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's a cool app, but I'm not sure if it's for everyone. Uh, But I would highly suggest everyone to uh, take a look at it. Give it a listen, because right now at the early stages, a lot of uh, Silicon Valley and other successful people are on it, and they can freely speak their mind live uh, and even maybe interact with you. But it's a cool access. It's a cool access to their thought process live, not recorded, not post-production, whatever. So check it out, at least for the beginning, for, for the time being, because it's it's hot It's hot right now and people are interested in that. If anyone needs an invite, let me know. I have six invites to Clubhouse. All right. Uh, and the final thoughts is like, there's a thing called NFT, non-fungible token. Um Full disclosure, I have no idea what it is, but it's basically blockchain technology that confirms the authenticity of, um, I guess, uh, an art, art thing, whatever, like a digital picture or, or a photo or a video or, you know, take it, stop from Ticketmaster, I'm assuming. I'm not going to say anything about it. I'm just going to say I'm interested about the concept and I feel like I can be an earlier adopter of it, similar to like, let's say, people did with Bitcoin. So I was gonna like research and I started researching a lot about that. But uh, then I'm seeing Gary Vee who I still like, I still respect, but he's lately he's being like, I've been the front runner of Bitcoin. Now he's like pushing non-fungible talk tokens. But I've been following Gary V for the past three years and he was really careful about Bitcoin. He never thought he was an early adopter or whatever. And then at the beginning when people ask about Bitcoin, he's like, oh yeah, I just randomly bought Bitcoin. I guess they grew up. So he was really careful about it. But then like he sees Elon Ma- Musk talks about it. He sees other people. And now all of a sudden he's such a Bitcoin, like, uh, whatever first, first adopter. He's like bragging how he bought Bitcoin. Like he has, like he did it himself. And I mean more power to him, but uh, I don't know. I just, for some, for, for some reason, like I'm, I'm spotting that he's just trying to, um, stay on, stay on brand and stay on, on the topic and be trendy. So I don't know. I, I hope someone is advising him not to like chase that thing. And because, again, I am a believer in Bitcoin, but I'm also a believer that it can crash hard, hard. So, and I'm ready for that crash, you know. But uh, but he's now talking about non-fungible tokens. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Everyone's now talking, like, he's trying to bring it mainstream. And I'm thinking, like, well, if he's going to bring it mainstream. Do I even need to get into this? But I feel like he doesn't have enough sway uh, for the mainstream as people think he is. Um, that's first again, huge respect to Gary V. Gary, if you're listening, I still respect you. I still like your videos and podcasts. Go let's, let's, let's do it. Come, come on to my podcast and let's, let's do interview together. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, yeah, so he's still a cool guy, but, um, I don't think he will be a factor in, in, in bringing it mainstream. And uh, so overall, what I'm saying is, is that it's still worth looking into and you guys look into it as well, because there might be a huge niche there. And again, I don't know. I have no idea, but might be. I will research and if I'll find something interesting, I'll I'll let you know. But I want to I want to see. I want to see. I want to see how it goes because I have this idea like, okay. uh, maybe I should create my own art. Maybe I should sell my podcast because I have original copies of my podcast on my laptop. Like, I never delete them. Maybe I can sell them as non-fungible token, you know, for collectors. Who knows? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what else to tell you about that, but check it out. Like, look into it. If you're like... Thinking like ah, Bitcoin, blah blah blah. I should have looked into it. That's where I'm in. Mean. Like I am gonna look into non-fungible tokens. So again, I'm not sure what it is. I don't know if it makes you money or anything like that. I'm just thinking it is something. Sp-. The concept, the, excuse me, the concept um of itself, like being a digital file but still being authentic and one of a kind. It's kind of mind blowing, but at the same time, with the blockchain technology, it makes sense. And again, it's it's all about people believing in it. Like honestly, like my grandma doesn't, uh, doesn't give a banana. Like if, if this video is authentic video with the non-fungible talking encrypted on it, or if this video is just a copy of another video, which is exactly visually the same copy, right? But for, for someone in Silicon Valley or whatever, they're like, Oh my God, you have that authentic non-fungible talking like album for this artist. Someone actually dropped an album like that NFT, like some, some recently oh, wow, like, and then they're gonna, like, better, like, buy money so that they can get status, like, right, life, life is about status, a lot of things are about status, and it's just, like, people are just trying to find status anywhere, like, this freaking clubhouse, cool app you know cool idea love it but then there's like a bunch of groups that I'm in and it's just like oh let's follow each other to get as much more followers we need followers 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 and i get it some someone needs to to market stuff right someone needs this followership to like brand advertising and all that but some just needs it for status it's just a new thing and they just have to grab all those followerships as soon as possible because why because status so it's uh it's like naval says like play silly play silly games to win or like stupid games to to buy uh, to win stupid prizes Play, how do I say it? Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I think that's that's what he says, or I think maybe it's he quoted someone. I don't know. Check out his podcast too. But anyways, yeah, human nature is weird. Human nature is weird, but also like I'm understanding how, not like some things are very straightforward with human nature and uh, the incentives. You know, like I work in the industry right now that is it's basically. Based on that, you know, on on human triggers, human motivation, and all of that, I'm not gonna dive into it, but I'm just learning a lot right now in my life about what uh, who humans really are. Even myself, you know, with the whole incentive to monetize, I'm like laughing at myself. Like, look at me, I'm just a human being. Like all of us like I'm thinking I'm this rational, smart guy, but like you dangle a couple cents in front of me, and all of a sudden, my brain is like, hold on, hold on, hold on, you can get a couple cents, you know. So that's why I was like, huh, because that's that's this is exactly why I need to. Uh, be disciplined because at any point there is uh Something will come up and you have to be like you know, you can be easily seducted, right and uh, This is where your discipline resilience comes in play to say like, hey Samir. Hey, 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 hey. Don't don't get and don't fall in for that. You know stuff like that, which I'm happy to say right now that I'm acknowledging that but who's to say that it's not gonna happen in the future so for everyone who's listening Make sure you're observant of your own uh, triggers. Make sure you're observant of your own desires, and make sure that your desires are uh, aligned with your long-term goals or the systems that you come up in your mind uh, to operate by. I would even say that because another thing that I'm learning lately is just goals are not um, effective. What effective really is a system. Um, by which you will achieve a lot of goals. I can talk more about it maybe sometime, like sometime later or whatever. I don't want to like, dive into it, but goal like systems instead of goals are much better, in my opinion. And again, I don't feel like going into this right now. But try googling this, and you'll 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 find some some cool articles on that. Hoo-ah. um. All right. So what's what's uh what's on the agenda? Like now what? Right now what? That's the thing, like, now what? I don't don't know. Going to Kazakhstan soon, that's that's pretty interesting in April. That should be fun. That should be, might be even challenging, who knows? You know, it's uh, my, well, it's not my first international travel if we're counting in America uh, during this pandemic, but I'm going there and I'm gonna go through like different countries, connecting planes, COVID, probably gonna take a test. They're gonna shove some things up my nose And, uh, yeah, so we'll see. But I'm excited to, you know, see my friends, for sure. I'm excited, of course, about my family. Kazakhstan in April is just... My my city, Almaty, is just the best. Everything is blossoming. You have this fantastic smell of fresh air, especially if there's no smoke. Uh, You know, that that spring, you know, it's just like the, the birds come back and just like... I don't know. One thing that I regret is that when I got booted from the United States, well, not booted, I just didn't get the work visa uh, back in 2018 and I came back to uh, Kazakhstan, is that I was so dedicated on going to Canada and I achieved that goal. So I was I was really like focused. Like I was just thinking that's that was probably one of the most uh, highly focused things I've done in my life. One of the, I, I've done others, but that one like, was in the top 10 for sure. But I forgot to enjoy it, I forgot to enjoy my motherland, I forgot to enjoy the freedom of Kazakhstan. And I know it sounds like, for some people may argue with that, but some people will, will understand what I'm talking about. When you're in a country like Kazakhstan, all of a sudden, everything that happens in the, in the news, here in the United States, Canada, North America, all the drama, all the like, it's just, it doesn't matter. You realize, oh, those people just live in a bubble. Here people, and again, there's minuses everywhere and pluses everywhere. I mean, this is not like a stab at any sort of, at anyone. But I'm just saying, when you're in Kazakhstan, all of a sudden you realize the world is big. And it's just not, it doesn't spin around you. They have their own problems. They have their own drama. But it's not so, it's not so amplified via social media. And again can argue about the freedom of social media and all that separate thing but it's just like how i mentally feel you know and i just regret that i didn't enjoy that as much where i was like oh i'm home this is my country this is my family this is my friend i mean not to say that i had fun there you know and hung hung out a lot but I just didn't time take time to reflect on that because i was always so focused on making it out you know i'm always so focused on like getting here and it was stressful I'm, i'm i'm by nature i'm the way i operate I'm very effective when I'm focused and I'm very effective when I operate. But as my accounting professor told me, you're really great uh, when you work under stressful conditions, Uh, which is some can say a feature, not a bug. I tend to see, I think that's a bug, not a feature because yes, I'm very, I'm working very well under stressful conditions, very well. But something needs to change where i can work as well and not being stressed stressed you know um yeah point is excited to be in kazakhstan see how it goes um anyone who wasn't who hasn't been in kazakhstan go check it out it's a cool country it's a safe country people will like you they like foreigners overall i mean of course once the border opens and all of that but yeah, um and it's uh if you especially if you're coming from like a western country with like an increased purchasing power another thing that I'm learning right now it's um yeah, it's going to be economically beneficial for you let's say things will be cheap for you basically what I'm saying. But Oh, yeah. All right, I think that's it. I think I've I've talked a lot. Uh this was a very candid episode. I really f- shared a lot of my thoughts and I hope you will uh, Appreciate that because I trust you guys. I trust uh, my audience with my thoughts. And I hope I didn't... Um, well, I don't know. I think I, I I, I really shared with you guys this time. I really shared my thoughts. So I hope you'll appreciate that. And I definitely appreciate all of you for listening. And I'm excited. You know, overall, the future is looking all right. Of course, there's going to be problems. Of course, there's going to be difficulties. Um, Of course, there's going to be losses as well, but it's all about getting back, getting back there. You know, that's what life is about. So um, thanks, everyone, for listening. This was Samir Azizi of Azizi Podcast, also known as ACC. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. Subscribe on on every platform. Check out my YouTube channel um follow me clubhouse at a double z and uh, yeah i'm excited guys let's uh let's get this rolling and hopefully we'll uh, we'll have more podcasts who knows maybe in kazakhstan I'll, I'll invite some people over and we'll uh record something all right i am out have a nice day everybody